0: following podcast contains material and language of a strong sexual nature that may not be suitable for minors. While not in every episode, this podcast may contain triggering subject matter that may be brought up without warning. Any information or advice given is for entertainment purposes only. We are not doctors. Please consult your physician with any medical questions or before making any decisions regarding your health. Listener discretion is strongly advised
1: welcome back loyal listeners and well we've got a bit of an audible this week I know we promised you our show on breakups <laughs> but something came up that was just too good to pass up it was we have the, yeah we have the chance to take you into and learn all about the ins and outs of sex toys sex shops and the adult pleasure industry and we have a special yeah we have a special guest this week and to introduce her <gasps> I'm going to pitch it up to my co-host, Sarah. Sarah, take it away.
0: Hello. Okay, so um, I have the absolute pleasure of being friends with a wonderful person that I met through an online forum called FetLife, which some of you may be familiar with. Um, So this is Bailey. Bailey, say hi. Hello. (laughs) Tell us something about yourself. Uh, about
2: myself personally or about my career?
1: Uh, <laughs> let's do both. Why not both? Yeah.
2: Yeah, let's both. First one, them. then the other. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, <laughs> I am a 23 year old woman living in Connecticut um, with my long term boyfriend. Um, I work in a sex shop, as they said. I am a Leo. <laughs> <laughs> i i have uh, i have a very geez. long standing history with everything regarding sex from its health to its conditions to its health conditions so
1: awesome. so i mean th- that might lead into my first question about sex shops is did you seek to work at a sex shop or were you just like happened to see a sign in the door how did this, <laughs> how did you get how did you get employed yeah.
0: Yeah, how oh does my goodness. To go to work in a sex shop.
2: <laughs> in my case, it was actually almost accidental getting the job at the store because um I had actually been working for a restaurant at the time and I was looking to get out of it. And um I was just wondering what I was gonna do for money because like nowhere was hiring near me. And then I decided I was going to start a cam show. Okay. So <laughs> um we actually went to that store looking for props. Nice. And, um, so, so
1: yeah, this was like a a proto only fans type of situation.
2: It was going to be like for, for feet and for shoes and stuff and like foot oh. and shit like that. Okay. And, um, so I was going to start doing something like that to bring in some extra income. And then I saw the hi- hiring sign in the door and I was like, eh, I'm going to shoot my shot. Why not? And so I grabbed it. I grabbed an application. I talked to the manager and, I think it was like a week later. I got the job there and it was pretty awesome. I never had to make the cam show. <laughs> but, I, but I kept the so, yeah. <laughs> so you
1: were absolutely you were, you were absolutely sexually minded before you walked into the industry then apparently, right?
2: All day goddamn every day. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so wait, wait, I have a question about the feet.
0: What's up? So is that a fetish of yours?
2: No, actually I do I personally do not have a foot fetish, but I do own a lot of giant high heels. So okay. I figured I'd put them to use. <laughs> okay,
1: all right, all right. I was gonna I was to do videos sure. of
2: like I was gonna do videos of like wearing gigantic hooker heels and stepping on gummy bears. So
1: Okay. Very popular. Almost very like, popular videos, oddly like, enough. I, know, right?
0: I still might, who knows? What's it called?
2: It's a very niche market. Yeah. Yes.
0: <laughs> As long so, as yeah, you no know actual live animals were injured during the making of them.
2: Oh, God, no. I didn't even have a cat at the time. <laughs> I had cactuses, and I don't really think that would have been very comfortable. No. Ooh,
1: yeah. But cactuses, no.
2: <laughs> but um, but so, yeah, so that's actually how I got the job there.
1: Nice. So let, let, let's try and bust a stereotype. It's not just all guys in trench coats walking into these type of shops now, is it?
0: It 100% is, Seth. No, it is not,
2: actually. (laughs) Okay, a majority of the customers that we get in my store is old men. I'm talking like 70s and 80s. Um, We get college students. Or we get crazy people.
0: Okay, so I'm going to actually back it up just a little bit. Because I know that laws differ state to state, county Mm -hmm. to county. Um, as to what is legal in a sex shop and what isn't, so I know depending on where you're at, it may be legal to have, um, you know, lingerie on display, but anything other than that has to be behind, you know, black curtains, um, <laughs> you know, things like of, of that nature. And then in some places, it's you can have <clears throat> glory holes. So oh it just goodness. depends.
2: So um, tell,
0: tell us about your shop
2: uh i well i'm not saying the name of the shop so i guess i can talk about it but um basically in the back of our store there are theaters they're they're not sex rooms or anything like that although people do still use them for such it's basically just there's a couch a table some stools and tvs where we just play like 400 different porn movies all day every day 24 24 7
0: So this is just an area people can go back, watch porn and jerk off.
2: Basically, that's what it's mostly used for. Unfortunately, we do still get people who think that it's a sex club and they come in and they send out ads for like gangbangs and shit. And it's honestly annoying because we're the ones that have to clean up after it.
0: That's gross.
2: So do you actively
1: try and do you actively try and stop either the solo or the group people?
2: We or usually like, we usually realize that something's going on when there's people in the waiting room because there's never people in the waiting room. So we usually ask them. We're just like, "So what are you here for?" And they're like, "Well, I saw an ad." And we're just like, "Okay, well, leave because we're not doing that because <laughs> it's 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 mostly just because it's unsanitary and well, yeah, of
1: course
2: and we're not a sex club like we're a sex store.
0: Well, and that's something that really needs to be taken into consideration is the mm-hmm. hygiene and there's there's a reason. I mean, it's not just morals and ethics that no, I... the laws are in place. I mean, yes, in most cases they are. But,
2: mm-hmm.
0: you know, strip clubs have rules. Uh, yeah. That, like you know, the, Things have to be wiped down. Things have to be sanitized.
2: Yeah. Like, I um, couldn't give a shit less if you have, like, an exhibitionist fetish. But, like, there's places to do that. Like, your house exactly. or a motel.
0: Well, or, or a club that is specifically for that, that has a health department person coming through, making sure that, mm-hmm. you know, things, you know, they're using the right chemicals to clean that are going to be good for cleaning up bodily fluids. You know, it's, yeah. you might not have the right exactly to do that. Usually so we
2: end up just pouring bleach on the floor. So
0: Right.
1: Oh.
2: <laughs> but yeah, it's just, it's that, so that's what's in the back of the store. The rest of the store is very open, very brightly lit. Um okay. there's mirrors everywhere and there's mannequins and statues. Nice. But um laundry is always on full display, everything in the store is on full display.
0: Okay. There's, so so like, unless, no yeah.
2: children are allowed in the store regardless of whether or not they have a parent with them.
0: Is that under 18 or under 21?
2: Any child under the age of 18 cannot enter 18. our store. Okay.
1: So about the mirrors, is that for you guys to check for shoplifting or is that for aesthetic?
2: Um I'd say both honestly, because mm. the mirrors do kind of help us uh, realize who's coming into the store.
1: Yeah.
2: And um, also it kind of helps us kind of keep an eye on people while we're sitting at the front desk.
1: Yeah, because every shop I've ever been to had the mirrors everywhere. So
2: mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> it's got to be for a reason.
2: Yeah, a lot of it is still for aesthetics, though, because a lot of people mm. like to like a lot of people like to take on the, the strap on harnesses and kind of just kind of see them. On themselves real quick just it's basically like browsing for clothes in a way or like with the lingerie piece they want to just kind of look at themselves in the mirror with it real quick
1: so kind of playing off of kind of playing off of that what is one piece or several pieces if you'd like of store etiquette that you'd love to pass on to people
2: (laughs) can i say the c word in the podcast absolutely okay rule one going into a sex shop don't be a cunt because <laughs> we deal with a lot of people. We deal with all sorts of different types of people. In fact, I would say we deal with worse people. Because there's a difference between working in a normal retail store and dealing with a disgruntled customer and working in a store that is centered around hormones and just and just like lust. And lust can make people do some weird shit. So if you come into one of these stores, usually the workers are on their guard. Because we don't know if you're going to pull out a fucking knife. So. It's just don't be a cunt. Because we're usually more willing to help you.
1: And uh, not a lot of other businesses. Have crazy church people out front protesting.
2: That's we actually true. don't get crazy church people. Out protesting. Oh, That's the funny part. We get, I will tell um, you a story
1: about that later.
2: <laughs> please do. But um, we we get. Um, we get old ladies who come in. Looking to spice up their marriage. Who tell us to watch our language. Even though we're not a family friendly store. Uh, <laughs> I got this one old lady who told me to use the word dong instead of dick. Um, I, a gentleman asked me not to use the term pocket pussy because it made him uncomfortable, but like, it's just, it's just, don't be, don't be an asshole when you go into the store. Um, right. Another yeah. piece of etiquette I would say is if you're, when you're walking around the store, I understand that you may be nervous. You may not be used to this sort of thing, but if all you can do is loudly giggle at everything you see maybe you need a little more time before coming into the store because it's just a little unprofessional because we try to keep up a very professional front when we're working here because mm -hmm. you have to because like it's there's not a party all the time party every day it's uh we are selling sexual objects we need to keep up an air of professionalism and classiness
1: I've always had you know great conversations with people in shops, and they've always been very helpful. So I get where you're coming from saying they're professionals because they they don't really just hire anybody. It's not Seven Eleven, you know. No, they really Walmart. don't.
0: When it I comes don't to, know. I've been in a couple of shops where that's been pretty questionable.
1: <laughs> oh, that's that again. That's unfortunate. <laughs> oh no, that was again, very
0: unfortunate
1: then again we are in BFE so there is that.
0: Yeah. I'll I'll share with I'll share with you later what shops it was and you tell me whether or not you're surprised. Okay. But
1: yeah, so, like
2: just just areas of etiquette when it comes to coming into the store. If you need help looking for something or if you don't know exactly what you're looking for, don't waste your time trying to find it because we can tell you exactly where it is. If you don't want us to follow you, that's fine. Mm-hmm. We won't follow you. But it will I'm, tell you exactly yeah. where it is.
1: In, in that respect, I think I'm more of the bullheaded man. Is like, I want to find it. I don't want to ask directions.
2: <laughs> and that's perfectly fine. But like a lot of times it's going to end up being, no, I think we can handle it. And then they walk around the store for about 20 minutes and then they finally come up to the front desk like, okay, where's the thingy? And then we're just like,
0: it's right behind you.
1: <laughs> I, yeah, I could, I, could, I could see that being very frustrating.
0: All right, so I'm going to throw this out there, and this is me playing devil's advocate because this okay. is what I do. Yeah, of course. All right, so um, in my profession, I tend to work with um, a crowd who <laughs> have difficulty uh, advocating for themselves.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And so that's a big part of my job is advocating for them. So. Okay. In situations like this, I always find that I have to speak up and say, like, okay, so when you have somebody come in who, you know, maybe they're not comfortable walking up to a stranger and saying, you know, I'm looking for, you know, I want a dildo that gyrates and vibrates and hits my G-spot and waggles my clit at the same time. Oh, see, I get you. I know where you're coming yeah, from with that so one. It's- Usually when that happens,
2: a lot of times we can usually tell because a lot of times we like to keep an eye on customers just to make sure they're not lost or, you know, doing something stupid. So a lot of times if we see someone who like genuinely looks lost, we will gently walk up to them and we can be very quiet. One thing that I pride myself on is keeping discretion in conversation.
0: And I think that's where I was kind of going. Like Mm -hmm. where's. I would assume in a professional environment. Because you are a professional, so I can 100% see you doing this, Um, seeing a customer walk in and observing that behavior and knowing that that's something that you have to do for them. You need to approach them quietly and discreetly and say, hey, you know, what can I help you with? What are you looking for? And not just out across the store like, hey, what are you looking for? You want a pussy? We got a pussy. (laughs)
2: Pussy over here and pussy over there.
0: Yeah, we got pussies over here. We got ass over here. We got dicks on this side. You want a mouth? We got mouth. They waggle. (laughs) (laughs) But but yeah,
2: a lot of it comes with reading people and trying to kind of like trying to kind of like figure out what makes them tick, so you can help them better. It's because even though it is a even though it is a store based on sex, it is still like it's still retail. And you're still trying to sell products, but you're also still working with people. You are a customer service agent, no matter what. Customers come first, literally. So I have a very ran- <laughs> random, oh,
1: a very random question about that. You know, if, we've you spoken know you're on.
0: You're not doing your job.
1: <laughs> we, we, yeah. We've spoken on the show before about how Sarah and I are both in the medical field and dealt with mm-hmm. people getting stuck stuck in various places. Oh, God. Okay. Yeah. Has <laughs> Do people ever call the store or come into the store before seeking medical help with that kind of thing? Oh, um, I oh
2: only I <gasps> I've only oh, dealt with nice. one. I've only dealt with one. This person didn't realize that the bullet vibrator that they were using was not an anal toy because it didn't have a string <gasps> attached to it. <gasps> The unfortunate part about it was they couldn't turn it off.
1: Oh, oh, that's so. Oh no.
2: So they call the store, and you know, I just answer. I'm just like, um, such and such. This is this is Bailey, and they're just like, I have a problem. I'm like, <laughs> oh, okay. What's the problem? And they'll be like, they'll tell me the whole situation, and I'm just like, okay. Um, have you called your doctor <laughs> or an ambulance? <laughs>
1: He's I, like, I don't I do that.
2: But the problem was, is oh. that the question that they had was, can I get a refund? Oh, God. And the answer to said question was no. No. <laughs> <laughs> so Someone sometimes like, people do end up calling us, um, but we usually just tell them, I'm sorry, there's not really a whole lot I can do about that. You're going to have to go to the hospital.
0: <laughs> and then they come to us. Yes. And then they come
2: to you guys, <laughs> and you guys get to deal with it. Yes. <laughs>
1: and,
2: yeah. I'm just yeah, so
1: is 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 the general rule that once the box is opened, it's theirs or forever, or is it once yes. it's used? Okay.
2: Um, our That's general right. rule in our store is no refunds, no exchanges, no questions. So, mm. basically, the second they leave the store, it's theirs. It's their problem. But the thing that we usually do to try to keep the satisfaction with it is that we will test the toy for them in front of them.
0: I was just going to ask that because any time I've bought a toy, you know, that requires batteries or anything, Mm -hmm. they always take it out of the package, put a battery in it, turn it on, make sure all the gizmos work and then hand it over.
2: Yeah. We will test it for them because the thing about it is, is that a lot of times it's gross, but a lot of times people will start using the toy the second they get into their car. Oh. So.
1: Not surprising. No. So, yeah. No.
2: So that's right. kind of why we do the whole no refunds once it leaves the store. Like if they oh, right. buy it and then they're and then we for, like if we forget to test it and they buy it and then they're just like, oh, can I get this tested real quick? And it's broken. We'll be like, oh, let me grab you a different one. I'm sorry. We'll just take care of this one. We don't have to do a whole like refund exchange or anything like that. We just go grab them a different toy.
0: Yeah. That's, but um,
2: once they leave the store. We don't know what's been done to that toy since it's been out right. of our sight. So it's That's a matter fair. of safety. It's a matter of biohazard. It's just a matter of just, you get it. Oh, yeah. So, okay, how so often... I'm
0: going to jump in here and be like, okay, hey, listeners. <laughs> <laughs> Here's the deal. If you're going to put something in your body, in a, in an orifice, whether it's in your mouth, <laughs> if it's in your vagina, if it's in your ass, anywhere, in an orifice wash it wash it first
2: the best way to wash it the best way to wash it is either with a toy cleaner or Mm -hmm. with which most stores will sell the best way to wash Mm them is with toy cleaner spritz them down let them soak for a little bit and then rinse them off with warm water um or just a very light antibacterial Dawn dish soap and warm water
0: Mm -hmm. now what do you think about dishwashers
2: uh, the only toys that are dishwasher safe are glass, metal, and plastic.
0: Silicone's not?
2: Not if it vibrates.
0: Well, no, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if it's got electrical, components, no,
2: It's like, why won't my toy turn on? It's, it's a vibrator. Um, <laughs> probably because you ran it through a fucking
0: water machine.
2: <laughs> that might have something to do with it.
1: So maybe, maybe. Okay, but that, that, that's a good question that I should ask, too, material-wise. Um what do you think is the best is there is like is it truly to each their own?
2: Ooh. Um I have a per- personal preference personally. Um a lot of people tend to really enjoy the hard silicone. Most people <clears throat> Here's what I've noticed. When like a college student just turned 18 usually buys their first toy, a lot of times they'll get this thing that looks the softest and they'll end up getting that uh jelly toy. Yeah. The one that's like the clear <laughs> rubbery jelly shit covered in yep. lube for some reason but <laughs> <clears throat> they'll buy that that's usually their first toy and then it melts and they don't know why so they come in and they try to buy something better and that better thing is usually the so- the solid silicone because it's smooth it's very nice it's very easy to clean as long as you're using a water-based lubricant with it it will not degrade yes but <clears throat> very important my personal favorite toys to use are glass and metal Just Mm -hmm. because they're extremely easy to use, or they're they're extremely easy to use, extremely easy to clean. I like the cold feeling personally. You're a temperature um, person. What now?
0: You're a temperature person.
2: I'm a temperature person. I like the cool. Oh,
1: I am. I am too. Don't get me wrong. I totally am when it comes to toys.
2: Because like when when you're hot and bothered, you're hot for a reason. So I like the the feeling of the temperature down there when it's cold. But um, but when it comes to vibration toys. It's got to be silicone. I I can't do anything that's made of plastic, because it's Mm-mm. just it. There's eight thousand nerve endings on the end of the clitoris, and hard plastic vibrating against that is not exactly a pleasant feeling. No, it is <laughs> it not. Very painful, very fast. <laughs> Soft silicone is usually your best way to go for that one. Yeah. Um, that's just for me when it comes to like personal preference as well as what would usually work better for you. Mm-hmm. But <clears throat> a lot of women have surprised me. Some women actually really love the painful vibrations of plastic against clit.
1: Well, yeah. That, that's what I was going to ask next is like, how successful are you or good at you at reading your customers, be it men, women or somewhere in between? Are you pretty good at figuring out what they want or what they're going to like?
2: <clears throat> <clears throat> I would say I'm pretty decent. I've become a lot more evolved as a salesman. Cause I can usually get to the point where I can question them enough or if I can make them laugh, that's you. That's my sailing selling point. Like um, some of my coworkers, one coworker kind of uses her sexuality to, to relate to her customers and get them to buy the thingy. Um, another one of my coworkers likes to use, a form of intimidation but it works but like he's friendly about it it's like this weird friendly you're gonna buy this okay like, fucking buy this <laughs> fucking buy it but um <laughs> my biggest goal it would is, work for me yeah it
0: would work on me exactly
2: 100%. the way i would that walk I it in who would be like
0: fucking buy this and i'd be like okay
2: <laughs> the way that i sell things is i make the customer laugh if I could start a whole conversation with them, tell them a personal story, tell them a little anecdote, and just get them laughing, then I know I've got them, and I know that they'll talk to me, because I've, I've created that area of trust, that this person's not going to hurt me, they're not going to sell me some shit, they're going to help me. So once I have that, I can start talking to them, and I can figure out basically exactly what they need. A lot of times, I can figure it out on the very first thing they give to me, like one guy walks in and he's like, I want something for my wife. We've been together for such and such this many years. She's never had a toy before. The second they say that, I'm just like, oh, you need this. Because <laughs> like, I'll usually get something for people who've never had a toy before in their life. I'll have to get something that has a light vibration. Because if you've never felt a vibration against your clit and you just go in all forces gunning with like a Hitachi wand, you're going to die.
1: <laughs> I would think so. I would think so. <laughs> yeah.
2: It's not going to be great. So usually I would suggest um, like a small bullet or just like a very soft silicone, a squishy one, because you always want something that's going to be gentle. You want to work. Your, you want to baby step your way up the toy ladder. Oh,
1: that's, so that's fair.
2: I'd say that I'm usually pretty good at selling to pretty much anybody. Um, I I tend to have a lot more luck with men.
1: That was maybe my next question is is do men deal with women better or with men better and vice versa do women deal with women better or with men? So.
2: A lot of times when it comes to us in the store, a lot of men, unless one of my male coworkers is there, the men actually really enjoy talking to us ladies because they feel like we'll know exactly what they're talking about because we deal with dicks a lot. So um, a lot of times. For me to sell something to a man, the easiest thing for me to sell to a man is a pump. Or a cock ring.
1: Uh, So are are pumps, do they really do anything?
2: Okay, so here's the thing about penis pumps. (laughs) If you get a good one, that right there is the biggest depending factor. If you get a good one, Mm -hmm. it will feel like the best blowjob you've ever had in your life. I would suggest getting one that you personally can control the pressure and the pump of. Get, getting the ones that are just automatic suction, that will hurt if you're not used to it. You got to get you got to start with one that you can just do like a hand pump.
0: Yeah, I've heard horror stories about those automatic ones.
2: <laughs> yeah, if you use them for about an hour or so a day, or like at least six hours a week, you actually can make your penis grow a size or two. That actually is a fact. However, if you use it too much. Your dick will bend.
1: And some now, guys have that problem grow. already.
2: Yes, we've actually had, I had a guy try to whip his dick out to show me how bad his dick bended. And I just, I was like, I believe you. So, maybe so Sarah, you just,
1: said, yeah. as Sarah <laughs> just said, yeah. Sarah just said that when you mean grow, is this a permanent addition or is this temporary as long as you keep using the pump?
0: you As long as you
2: keep using the pump, it's pretty
0: permanent. Yeah, because it's, it's like swelling. Basically, exactly.
2: Yeah. I yeah, personally once don't you know the exact science it, of it because I'm not like away. a biologist. But...
0: Yeah. <laughs> um, I think it has to do with inflammation in the tissue, essentially, because what you're doing when you use the pump is you are, you're forcing blood into the capillaries, into the penis, and you're you're holding it there.
2: Exactly. So,
0: okay. you. Know, yeah. <laughs>
2: <laughs> but um, back to what I was saying, um, I usually have better luck uh, selling a man a pump or a cock ring or sometimes even a, a man thong. Um, mm-hmm. Whereas our, my male counterparts will have way better luck than I ever will by selling the guy a pocket pussy or a masturbator. Because I don't know what it's like to stick my dick into something because I don't have one.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: So my male co-workers do. They know exactly what it feels like. So they know exactly what this guy will want.
1: That's very enlightening. Yeah.
2: (laughs) So honestly, like if you're, if you're a gentleman and you're going into a store and there's ladies working there, don't be afraid to talk to them because they're not going to find it sexual because here's the thing. I walk into the store every single day and I see a wall full of dicks. And the way I am nowadays, unless I have bought one of those dildos, to me, it's like selling a car. It's just another product. Sure. That's basically exactly what it becomes. It doesn't become a sexual nature. We get a lot of customers who come in there just be like, You probably have a lot of fun working here, don't you? I've actually had one guy ask me if I'm horny every day because I work at a sex store. And I just go, No, I'm pretty much selling cars at this point.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so that, it's
0: mean, that like was the yeah, end. Again. Parlor. Yeah. Like, Oh, you must love working here because you. Pizza every day. It's like no, I fucking hate it because I smell like pizza. I smell like cheese. I eat pizza all the time. No, I hate it. I will never eat pizza again.
1: <laughs> N- not, not, not that, not not yeah, not that Bailey hates your job.
0: No, no, I, no I absolutely
2: no. adore no, my not job. At all. I could honestly so, couldn't have asked for a better job.
1: Honestly, you touch you you touch on it briefly. How often are you hit on? How often is some guy like, hey, want to try this out? On know, a I mean, daily,
2: goddamn basis. <laughs> and the thing is, is I wouldn't consider myself of uh, like um, a stone cold, attractive woman. But I think the thing is, is you that, it's just the ex- oh, I thank you. I think it's the excitement that gets to them and they well, they sure. shoot their shot. But like, yeah, I get hit on, on a daily basis. A lot of times it's, um it's very friendly. Sometimes it's just that cute flirting that usually comes with any job that I've ever worked. Well, but that's um,
0: also, you hit the nail on the head earlier when you were talking about the fact that you know, people who are in there, you've got hormones flying. Exactly, you know, lust—it's it, a big thing. You've got
2: fucking endorphins running through your brain, telling you to do stupid shit. So you're gonna do stupid shit. Oh yes, buy that dildo, hit on that woman, stare at her tits—why not? But um, exactly, and that's usually what people end up doing. For me, but um, I've had—I've <laughs> had a customer tell me that he can steal me from my boyfriend by the sight by the very sight of his penis, which he tried to prove to me, and I had to pull out a crowbar and tell him to leave.
0: Um, here's the thing guys (laughs) guys I don't care how beautiful your dick is the side of your dick and feel free to correct me if I'm (laughs) wrong here Bailey but I don't care how beautiful a dick is the side of your dick is not going to make me leave my partner
2: exactly it's for me it's I don't care how beautiful you think your dick is I guarantee you we sell better ones right (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs>
1: okay and exactly. that okay exactly. so that was again you were having such great segues bailey to my next point every time
0: amazing i told you yeah. she was thank amazing.
1: you so my next point was going to be and this is something that i was guilty of and i'm sure something you deal with a lot is the intimidation factor for men because i used to be like one of my partners loved to use toys in the bedroom and at first oh. i was like i'm not enough what is what is this i, I was really pissed off about it <laughs> now later i realized how awesome it was to incorporate a toy into lovemaking mm-hmm. so i was totally fine with it and encouraged it but for the longest time for almost a year i was like why though why do you have to have that i'm i'm right here and Steph,
0: so- <laughs> you're absolutely right so my current partner it took a few years into our relationship before he was comfortable even adding like a wand not even a dildo, just a wand.
2: My boyfriend came in with the toys. <laughs>
0: like, I've got I'm this, I've got line. this, a I've a got this. Jealous. I'm a little jealous. I wish they you, did, uh, needed yeah. to talk to my partner and just be like, hey look, guy. We need you've, to ha- uh, we need to
1: talk. You've so, got you a good one there, Bailey.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: I do. So let me let me let me go off of that real quick, Seth. There is a very unfortunate social stigma that comes from the idea. That if you're in a relationship, your bodies need to be enough. Here's the thing about that some women require G spot stimulation, some women require clitoral stimulation. If you are unable to stimulate your woman sexually, you should not be ashamed of that because there's toys for that. That's what they're made for. They are made not only for masturbation, they are made for couples. A lot mm-hmm. of times when a couple comes into the store, it is because they are trying something new or one of them is not capable of achieving something for the other. And there's nothing wrong with that. Everybody's no. body mm-hmm. is different. Fuck, I, no- barely, I barely truly understand my own anatomy. I understand how to pleasure it. I understand how to clean it. But I'm not a biologist. So a lot of times it comes with the idea that that we're supposed to be shamed by the idea that we can't do a certain thing that pleases our partners when in reality it is so easy to fix that it problem. Is. The, and it was the, such the a, stigma should not exist.
1: And I was so happy to get over it because it really yeah. fulfilled the rest of that relationship that was like we the get... sex was so much better because mm-hmm. we incorporated mm-hmm. the toys. And it it's not like the toys were an every time thing either. There are still times like, where we had normal sex, but then there was times where yeah. we used two or three toys in the session, and it was awesome.
2: We get a lot of couples that come in, or not really couples. Um, we get a a bunch of men that like to come in, and they say that they're in there to buy a dildo for their wife, or or their girlfriend, and I'll I'll try to help them find a good one, and they are always either not wanting one that has balls, or mm-hmm. they don't want one that's very big. They refuse to get one that's bigger than them. And mm-hmm. the thing about that is, while I do understand they can be, I wouldn't say intimidated, but I would say a little jealous that yeah. she wants to use that instead of them, I try to appease them and I say, it has less to do with the size and more of how you're using it and where she's putting it.
1: Right. So on, on that subject, does race ever play into that? Like, do you ever suggest like a big black dildo to a guy and he's like, uh, do you have any white ones?
2: Oh goodness, no, no. Um, oh, good. Yeah, that good. makes
1: me happy. Yeah. No, that
2: actually never happens. I have. That's
1: outstanding.
2: Honestly, the, funnily enough, the only racism I've ever dealt with in my store is a woman called me a wop. But um, <laughs> I'm, wow. I'm, a, I'm a Sicilian woman. For anybody who didn't realize that. <laughs> but um, but other than that, there's really no racism in the store. People like what they like. A lot of times, the large. Um, the large Afro-American dildos that we do sell are often sold to homosexual men, white okay. normally, but um, it, it has really nothing to do with color; more to do with aesthetic at that point.
1: Sure. So, what what are your thoughts on the novelty? toys like the ones that have like a dolphin on them or like some <laughs> alien or oh I saw goodness. one that was like an I saw one that was an an olive garden breadstick. So <laughs> I oh, was
2: hoping you were going to ask me that. I want to tell you about certain <laughs> toys we have at the store. <laughs> For the longest time we had a dildo that had a handle on it that was modeled after a 45 revolver and you turned it on by pressing the trigger. It had thrust action as well as a very loud vibration. And we loved it. We, we've sold out of them recently. Um, <laughs> we also had a um, micro-industrial fuck machine. One that you clamp to the floor and squat over it and it will thrust by itself. And it's great. Um, nice. We have ones that are in the shapes of dolphins. We have ones that are in the shape of fingers. Uh, <laughs> we have a lot of weird shit in the store. We have ones that are called Butterflies. Which um, uh, generally when someone is talking about a sex toy and they use the term butterfly, what they mean is a vibrator that they can strap to their thighs and wear. But um, we have one in the shape of a starfish and it's adorable. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Uh, We also do have a dildo that looks like an alien dick. Straight up. It has tentacles on it. It has um, these weird little ribbed prongs on it. The only downside of this toy is that it's made of the um of the jelly
0: shit that I don't oh. like. Oh, but like, but do you sell the um <laughs> like the ovulator ones? What do you mean? The the ovulator dildos, the ones that like implant eggs.
2: No, 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 no. We don't sell those.
0: Okay.
1: <laughs> so, <laughs> little so too high how, tech. Yeah. Do you I talk about know how what? how the things look? Would you ever buy one just to have like to have it because it looks cool, or does it have to be functional for you?
2: Um, When it comes to me personally buying toys, mm-hmm. for me, I usually need function over form. Mm-hmm. I require very strong vibration because I mostly require clitoral stimulation. Okay. But um, girl. I'm basically, like, uh, training myself to do G-spot and clitoral. Mm. Um, And so far, they're the best orgasms I've ever had in my life, let me tell you. Yeah, I actually... I actually do have a couple of weird shaped toys yeah. and that I use and I love them.
1: <laughs> I bought one that was just strictly for aesthetic purposes. I was never going to use it because I, d- I don't hate people that much. But remember those Hulk hands? <laughs> do you remember those Hulk hands that they had when the Hulk movie came out?
0: Oh, no. Yeah.
1: There was a shop that I went to that had just giant green hands that were for. <laughs> I'm like. Fisting? Yeah. I never going Fisting play? Yeah. yeah. Like they were at least two and a half times the size of my fist. We so have like never, yeah.
2: We have a hulk dick and a spiderman dick at our yeah. store. <laughs> it's like
1: I'm never going to use these, but they're going to be cool to look at, you know.
2: We actually also have one that I want and it is a dildo attached to a an exercise ball so that you can just bounce on it. It's amazing. <laughs> mm. I want one of those. because so I'm not going to lie. That would actually exercise. be a really good
0: workout. Yeah, for your thighs.
2: Like, what you doing? I'm getting a fucking core workout. What are you doing? <laughs>
1: <Right>. <laughs> I'm so, working I mean, out and working yeah. myself. <laughs>
0: Hell yeah. I mean, that that's incentive. Yeah. That's exactly. Right there. Yeah.
1: What is something about the stores or toys in general that you wish people knew more about?
2: Ooh. That's a very I mean, good question.
1: My thing is, like, I wish people knew more about the remote type of sex toys, like the ones you could control. We actually then, like, get a long... lot
2: of people coming in yeah. looking for those specifically.
1: Because then it kind of makes long distance a bit easier in my experience. Okay.
2: There is one thing that I would like yeah. to throw out there. I wish people knew more about the fact that when it comes to sex toys, you will get what you pay for. Okay. So by that, what I mean is... If you go into a sex store and you're only looking to spend $20, you are only going to get $20 worth out of whatever it is that you buy. Now, we don't have any toys in our store that are less than $15. And there's a reason for that. We don't want to sell people shit. Um, But a lot of times we try to stray people away from those because they're usually made bad quality, the batteries don't work, or they're just generally shit products in general. But,
1: so that's a lot. Of, that's a lot of the stuff you find online for really cheap too. That just you, you should suspect that it's not going to be of the best quality.
2: I actually tell people to stay away from buying toys on like on certain websites. I'm not going to say exactly which website, but it is a popular shopping website. Um, do not buy toys on that website because <laughs> I have learned that they take returns and then clean and oh, resell.
1: That is horrible.
2: Yeah, so I usually tell people to try to stray away from at least the big websites. Go to the ones that the websites that no one's ever heard of, because I guarantee you their products are brand new.
1: So I know that you said that it's only adults allowed in your store, 18 and up, but what do you think mm-hmm. is too young to actually just own a toy?
0: Oh, that's a good question. Ooh,
2: um I owned my first actual toy
1: mm-hmm.
2: at eighteen years old.
1: Wow. Now
2: I started masturbating at 16. I was a late bloomer. Mm -hmm. And I wish that I had had something. Because what I was trying to use were small paint bottles, um, a very thin wiffle ball bat that just didn't end up working out at all. Mm -hmm. Or I ended up finding as thin of shampoo bottles as I could find.
0: And it it was
2: dangerous. And I didn't realize that what I was doing was extremely
0: dangerous. All right, but, I'm just gonna interject here real fast. So, you both have brought up an amazing point, mm-hmm. and something that I'm I'm gonna sew box here for a second. Mm-hmm. And I, you know that I love to do this, so I'm I'm just gonna do it real fast. <laughs> it's fine. Okay, I am on a lot of different websites. I'm on different groups. Mm-hmm. I'm in different areas of people different types of people demographics and one thing that i see over all of them same thing is mothers especially talking about their daughters and their sons and whether or not in the mid to early teenage years it's okay for them to have sex toys and that's because at that age they're starting to experiment with masturbation. And it's, it's two very different lines of thinking. Of course, you get the ones that are like, no, 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 because if you give it to them, you're encouraging it. And well, Why is that a bad ones, thing? Well, the other ones who are saying, but if you don't give it to them, they're going to do it anyway. And they're going to do it wrong. Mm-hmm. I... Like Bailey was just giving examples of because... I did the same thing.
2: Let me tell you real quick.
0: everyone else I know did too.
2: Let me tell you about my sad journey into discovering my own body. I didn't discover my clitoris until I was 17. Same girl. Because I was just kind of fucking around down there. I didn't understand how it all worked. Um, I didn't realize that I had broken my hymen when I was horseback riding at 11 years old.
0: Horseback riding? Mm Mm-hmm. See? So, yeah.
2: yeah, I heard your guys's podcasts, like the last two <laughs> ones, talk about the hymen, and I was like, "Fucking thank you, someone brought yeah. it up." Mm-hmm. But like, I, I didn't lose my virginity until I was eighteen years old, but I broke my hymen at eleven, right? So,
0: mm-hmm.
2: but like, I personally wish that I had at least had a vibrator. I, going off of what you asked her. My personal opinion is that if you're going to get, I can only speak from the perspective of a girl, so I'm not going to bring up um, what should be best for boys because I'm not one. But um, as a woman, I would have loved to have had something that vibrated, a safe product for me to use so I could actually discover for myself what was happening down there. Right. Because I, how was I supposed to know that fingernails would hurt down there? How Mm -hmm. was I supposed to know that if you get shampoo in a wrong place down there, it will sting like a bitch? Like shit shit like
0: that. If you're putting a bottle there mm -hmm. that has a concave base. Exactly. It's not a great thing. Suction, people. Suction suction and it will get stuck.
2: I was trying. There was times I was so needy for something to be down there. And I didn't understand why I was trying to grab anything and everything I could find to do Uh something down there. So I think, I think that at 16, a a girl should be allowed to have a bullet vibrator. It's not shaped like a penis. There's nothing on it that can be truly suggestive, but it is a safe product for them to use for the specific purpose of not hurting themselves when they're journeying down there. And okay. another thing, if you're a confused parent trying to figure out what's best to do for your kid, talk to your fucking kid. Right. Please. Exactly. I was lucky enough to have open parents, but I was also too embarrassed to ask certain things like that. Because how do you look your dad in the eye and say, hey, hey daddy, how do I masturbate? But no, Exactly but be open with your children they are humans they need yeah. to know these things or else they're going to get hurt
0: these are conversations that people have to have with their kids mm-hmm. because yeah, life, yeah. they're going to do those things they're going to do dangerous things they're going to put things in their body that can get stuck and hurt them that can puncture yeah um that can tear that can be caustic to mm-hmm. the uh, soft lining you know, of the, the inside of the vagina that can uh, cause infections.
2: Exactly. And I. A- another thing that I didn't know as a kid was that if you are able to do insertion and stuff, like I finally found myself what I deemed to be a suitable toy. Um, I didn't realize that after having. I'm just going to call it intercourse because I can't. I don't want to say penetration. <laughs> <laughs> after having intercourse with this toy how was i supposed to know that i'm supposed to pee after that or else risk infection which i ended up getting a uti well sure you need to have you need to be willing to have these conversations with kids stop going online to public forums asking other mothers what they did because more often than not you're going to get someone who's going to tell you either not to do it or they're going to be misinformed you need Mm -hmm. to talk to your own kid get them to try and tell you what it is that they are needing and then just go get a bullet vibrator. Even if you have a boy, they can figure out something to do with that. It's the most harmless little sure. toy. You know
0: well, the- for a boy, buy him lubricant. Buy him lubricant. Just, yeah, I just... <laughs> <laughs> but, hold on, I, but I, Bailey has something very specific to say about lubricant. Buy him lube, but not... Stop using KY. <laughs> Stop using
1: it. It's it's garbage apparently, folks. Don't it is, buy it.
2: It is absolute garbage.
0: I learned something new.
1: Yes.
2: Because there is a reason that KY lubricant eventually starts getting that friction to it. It has sugars and additives. And a lot of times you don't want that shit down there. You don't want, yeah, don't it, want you, it, you don't you don't want to be going now. at it, having a good time, and then suddenly get that friction because friction is what you're trying to avoid, hence why you're using lubricant. Get and you you something. know what loves sugar? What?
0: You know what loves sugar? What? Candida albicans.
2: That's otherwise known word. as I yeast. Did not know that. <laughs> yeah. Yeast loves sugar. It is Could so easy. Could be medical, Sarah. <laughs> it is so <laughs> fucking easy to get an infection if you're using the wrong lubricant. Stop using KY. Try to find yourself something that is all natural or at least a hybrid. Or something that has no sugars or additives. Because with those, you'll never lose that slick. And a lot of times, they can be so natural to the point where you can use them as a fucking hair treatment. They exist. Go look for the better things.
1: (laughs) So I I asked the whole question about age because this is another personal story that I'm going to tell real quick because I think it's hilarious. When, uh, when, When my sister was 15, she asked my mother for one. Mm-hmm. And she was perfectly fine with it. She did some research they did it together, and they mm-hmm. found out which one she would want or need. Then she went to the shop and got it. And uh, I was sitting back there the whole time going, "I think I was got eleven or twelve at the time, and I'm like, this is this is I, and now I see this is is a great thing, you know, exploring sexuality safely. Mm-hmm. But being that kid, I was like, "This is strange." <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, like, I, I, I personally believe that it is it is perfectly fine mm-hmm. to get your kid, and I, I stress the word kid, but to get your teen a toy because there is no old person attached to that toy. It's just mm-hmm. it's a soulless, harmless little product that is actually going to help them later on. Well and you're so we not make encouraging a very good point like that. you're not yeah. encouraging deviant behavior. you're encouraging a natural growth in how to do that behavior properly. No.
0: And, I know and they're you make a very good point with that because there's not somebody <laughs> attached to that. So exactly. when they're exploring their sexuality, they're exploring their sexuality. They're not getting mm-hmm. somebody else's They're exploring what education. they like,
2: what they know. And they're exactly. going to figure out for themselves, okay, this is what I like. I prefer this part of my body to be touched the most. Um, I'll be mm-hmm. sure to communicate that with my first partner.
0: Right.
1: That's.
0: I think. We keep interrupting you, Seth. I'm sorry. That's okay.
1: Uh, (laughs) But I I know you're gonna bust my chops for this. But I had to bring it up. Is that uh, Bailey? You're gonna bust my chops for this. Am I Bailey? You're gonna bust my chops. Yes, because I one thing that I that I still don't like about sex shops, even though I love going Mm -hmm. to them. Is that women have so many more options for toys than men do? I mean, I've I, I got the fleshlight, I got the flesh jack, and I've got pumps and all that kind of stuff. But you guys have this whole plethora of things that you could use. So it's mm-hmm. like it's like, damn it, I want more toys for guys.
2: Okay, real quick.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> Any toy can be a toy for anybody. That's True. what I'm going to say there. Um, when it comes to men uh, in the store that we have we have prostate massagers we have masturbators of any shape and size you can fucking imagine we have um fetish items we have sounding devices we have <laughs> cock we have cock rings thongs like penis sounding? pumps we have blowjob machines <gasps> mm-hmm. the thing is is that the options for men have grown substantially but you need to find the right store. Because you are correct. A lot of sex stores tend to push more towards women because women are the easier target for marketing. But my store in particular has so many options for men. A lot of them do include pegging and sounding, but a lot of men are into that shit.
1: Oh, yeah. I don't don't judge them for that. It all depends on what you're looking for, really. I'm so so happy that they enjoy it, but man sounding (laughs) is not something I'm into, so.
2: Me neither, but you know, yeah. who am I to judge what people are into? But so the, um, the, go ahead.
1: The real quick next question I had is: Are people still buying physical porn, or do you guys mostly a <laughs> sh- you just mostly sell toys now?
2: Our store is actually ninety percent DVDs. Really. And we sell a shitload of them. Really. Yeah, yeah, it's um, it's actually it's not people a lot of times buying it just coming in, buying a movie for their own pleasure. A lot of times it's collectors who are coming in. They're older men. That makes sense. Mm -hmm. A lot of times it's older men coming in, collecting from their favorite brand or from their favorite star or um, basically from their favorite studio or it's um, it's older couples coming in wanting to watch one of those movies together. So they'll come in and buy like eight DVDs to look through um, a lot of times it can be a college student who doesn't have internet. It can really be anybody, but a lot of people actually do still buy physical porn.
0: Interesting. Is that surprising you? I thought it was to interesting you? too. Yeah. It
2: was for when I first started. I was like, do people really buy these DVDs? And they were like, oh yeah. I was like, oh <laughs> wonderful. I, I'll <laughs>
1: fully admit I don't. I don't think I bought bought porn since like 2000.
2: <laughs> I yeah. have never once bought porn in my life. I, I, yeah,
1: I don't stream think the I've ever bought porn
2: because I'm a broke bitch and I've got better things to spend my money on personally, but, <laughs> <laughs> but so, yeah, but, but... a lot of people will actually buy collector stuff. And a lot of the porn that we do sell is collectors items. We have stuff from the thirties. We have no older shit. films oh. like that. We have a movie called <sighs> Eurosex, which is an old film. Um, we have comedies. We have um, the porn parodies of certain movies. It's, Those it's... would be the only I thing we have I'd on. probably Do buy. We have, um... <laughs> we have a Duck Dynasty porn have... parody on DVD.
0: Oh. Do you have Lord of the G-String?
2: <laughs> Do we have what?
0: Lord of the G-String? Yes. <gasps> oh my god. That's such it was soft like a whole bullshit, line of them. though. No, no, no. <laughs> yes. There was like a whole line of it. It was like Lord of the there G-String. Was... There was like the Spider Girl.
1: And the Erotic um, Witch, like, yes. We
2: even oh my have, gosh, they were the
0: best. We even They're
2: have the
1: Melanson in Studios. so funny. We even have Melanson
2: Studio DVDs. Oh. So if, if for anybody who doesn't know what Melanson Studios do, they do a lot of ass stuff. So, <laughs> and I'm not just talking so, anal sex. Um, So <laughs> that's mostly what they do.
1: Nice. Do you ever have, like, in-store signings or people come in and, like, push their wares in the store? No no, nice? no, 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 um,
2: no. The only thing that we do in the store that's a little bit self-serving is um, the owner of our store's husband is, uh, is an owner of a porn studio itself. So he tends to push a lot of our products, a lot of the company's products, which um, range mostly in masturbators, but also in a few different dildos. Oh, a cool. lot of them, cool. a lot of them modeled after our porn stars. So I guess ah. you could say I do technically work for the sex industry.
1: <laughs> well, <laughs> even in the store, I would still say that you did.
0: Yeah, I so, do. I, mean, I would
1: say that. Before we get out of here, uh, I'm going to share a, a hilarious, I think, porn store story. And I'm if Sarah sure. has one too, then she can share <laughs> one. But I'm going gonna, gonna to go first because I love this. Uh, a former partner of mine were at a store in a very, very small country town. Like, I'm surprised this place had a... Uh, adult store. And we go in, we're chit-chatting with the clerk as I always do, because it's, you know, build a rapport. They're going to help me out more if oh, I yeah. think if I build a rapport with them. And this very well-dressed woman comes in and I knew from the start it was going to be trouble because like this is a very well-dressed bitty of a woman. Oh,
2: Lord. <laughs> and, she,
1: and she comes in and she and she throws her Bible on the counter. There's oh, talking about hellfire uh. and damnation. And then she asks if she could pray over the store and the guy is like, do whatever you want, and then you can leave. And she says this like Jimmy Swaggart, waving hands, prayer over everybody, and she condemned <laughs> condemned me and my partner to hell, and then left. I was like, <laughs> okay, so I will take this dildo and this lube, and I want this, I want this drill dough here. So, <laughs> hey, you know what? It was fun for a while. It was it was one of the hand crank ones. It was really cool. I liked it a lot. <laughs> All right, so Sarah, do you have any uh, fun stories from Bailey's line of work before we get out of here for the day?
0: Yeah, I really don't. Um, well, I mean, okay. So... <laughs> She's done talking to me. <laughs> no, I... <laughs> <laughs> I got what I wanted. No, don't I... Don't <laughs> I, um... No, I, I mean, I really don't have... I've never had, like, a terrible experience um, in a sex shop except for... I have. The, well, the one time I was going to say... <laughs> that I was telling you earlier <laughs> where I'm like, I don't know where they hire these people. Like they need to do some <laughs> kind of background. Like, have you ever had sex before? <laughs> um, because I walked in. Okay. So I had a bad experience. Um, <laughs> oh, no. I had a uh, vaginosis. If anyone is mm. familiar with it, um, it is a vaginal infection.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: So <laughs> oh, I've had it not, Not super happy with it. It was not pleasant.
2: It's not pleasant Um, at all. (laughs) So
0: when it happened, the first thing I did was I threw away probably $300 worth of sex toys and determined that I was never going to use anything that was not made of glass, metal, or silicone again.
2: Mm -hmm. Which is a generally smart idea regardless of whether or not you have an infection. Well, ex- exactly.
0: <laughs> you know, because I had the fun ones. You know, I had all like the, the fun, silly stuff. And mm-hmm. I had things with feathers and leather and <laughs> all that stuff. You know, which is fine. And you clean it and you wash it and you mm-hmm. do your best. And But, you know, you try not to think too hard about all the little nooks and crannies and, you know, their electronics. And you can't sanitize them and you can't boil them and you can't do the things that get them really, really clean. And being a healthcare professional, that always kind of bothered me, but I kind of like put it in the back of my mind. I imagine and then, as healthcare professionals, you're kind of hypochondriacs.
1: Oh, God, yes. A little bit? Yeah. <laughs> like, okay, but, so I'm going to jump in real quick here. Like, everyone talk about, talks about now, like, oh, I wash my hands so much or I use so much Purex or Germ-X. I'm like, I've been doing that for years now because I know how filthy you people are. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I'm sorry. I, I have
2: to fucking sanitize my hands after every time i touch cash at work because i know where their fucking hands have been
0: yeah (laughs) boobs are not pockets yeah boobs sleeves are are not not pockets pockets.
2: boobs are not pockets socks are not pockets your fucking boxers are not pockets if you ever hand me a 20 straight from your boxers again i will cut them off
1: all right so so bailey (laughs) let's hear let's hear from the professional the worst story that you have oh you weren't done
0: done? No, i wasn't done
1: all right fine Go ahead, I'm your so story.
0: sorry, no. Sarah. <laughs> no, because I, I trailed off. So anyway, so I, I threw everything away. So I had to replace my toys. So mm-hmm. I go to the store and I'm like, okay, I need to replace toys. I need glass. Mm-hmm. So I go and I'm like, I'm gonna get gla- a glass dildo. Yes. Which I've never bought before. So I go and never I'm, get the I'm ribbed gonna, ones. Did you say never get the ribbed ones?
2: No, because uh ribbed silicone and ribbed rubber, that's one thing. Ribbed glass fucking hurts. Um because it's it's a glassy bump. Eventually it will chafe. Personally, that's just like... my
0: personal. So the role. one I got. So here's the here's the funny thing. <laughs> so I find one and I'm looking at it and it's like it's neat looking and it, mm-hmm. it's a little different and I'm, I'm talking to the guy and he's kind of just giving me half answers and wasn't being like super helpful. And at this point, I mean this has been many years ago. I wasn't hi- I wasn't very very aware Of the variety of sex toys Mm. and how they all worked. So I eventually purchased this thing and I get it home and I'm looking at it and I'm like, I've never seen a dildo that looks like this before. (laughs) So now I'm looking at it and I'm looking at my receipt and I'm looking at this and I'm looking at my receipt and then I realized that's because it's an anal dildo. Oh my goodness. (laughs) so, So I'm like, I mean it doesn't really matter I'm sorry you know, I don't mean to really laugh
2: works. it really it doesn't, doesn't it
0: does matter it's supposed to. Yeah, it I mean, really doesn't you know, matter because
2: fuck somebody and, will put a rabbit toy in their ass it really doesn't right. matter if you it's know, anal honestly, or vaginal it exactly
0: works for me because people. the way it's angled it hits my g-spot just fine but exactly. it works so, um, but I'm just like dude like he had no clue like none whatsoever <laughs>
2: Unfortunately I mean, there me, I are either,
0: obviously but yeah unfortunately there, there are
2: those stores that will have the employees that just do not care. And yeah. it's unfortunate, but that's why you go to the better stores. Uh... <laughs> that's why you come to my store. <laughs> I, <don't> know, <laughs> okay. well...
0: you go. I mean that that's anywhere you go. Exactly. Business, there's gonna, gonna be the bad
2: it. ones, there's gonna be the good ones. We're the good one, technically, yeah. on our street. <laughs>
0: Well, I'd love so to would go yeah. to Connecticut, but it's kind of
1: far. I'm thinking of making the trip now. I mean, she, she's selling it really well. It's
0: Road trip. <gasps> Road so, trip, so, and then we do a live.
1: Yes. We do a live, live show.
0: Yes. Live. From so let's Connecticut. yeah.
1: Let's go ahead and do it to the professional. What is the worst story that you have, and like just horrendous, like never again type of story that you have?
2: Uh, In regards to what, what I've had to clean up, who I've had to deal with?
1: Who you had to deal with, yes.
0: Okay. the situation?
2: I have three. I'm going to tell you two of them very quickly. And then I'm going to tell you the third one. Um, The first one is we had an orgy in the back. Uh, Not we, I I was unfortunately privy to listening to it because this bitch was loud. But um, there was an orgy in the back and I'm the one who had to clean it up and i found a shit covered condom in the trash can
0: delightful
2: i know we need to get paid more for biohazard but <laughs> agreed but um that one's easy that's fine i i am so disillusioned to fuck or desensitized to bodily fluids at this point in time i have cleaned fast food bathrooms you can't scare me at this point <laughs> but um <laughs> Uh, the second story that I'm going to tell very quickly is this gentleman came comes into the store. He is wearing no shirt, no mask, a cowboy hat, ripped denim shorts that are peeking one of his testicles out, no socks and large construction boots that are untied. Um, and the first thing he does is he walks out from the corner, stares directly at me. And the first thing he asks is, do you sell t-shirts? And I say, no, sir, we do not. I apologize. Um, I'm going to have to ask you to leave, though. You need to be fully clothed and masked in our store. I decided not to mention to him that one of his testicles was, in fact, sticking out. Um, And then he gets a little upset with me. He's like, well, can I buy a piece of lingerie? And I was like, sir, to be a customer in our store, to be able to buy something, you need to be fully clothed. I'm going to have to ask you to leave. So he rants a little bit, and then he leaves. He comes back in. Now he's wearing a rainbow sweatshirt, of all things. And he starts screaming at me about how I was discriminating against his disability. And my response was, what's your disability? The inability to find a shirt? (laughs) And he blamed me for the fact that his wife was wanting to leave him. Um, His wife, by the way, was standing right behind me, staring daggers into his soul. Trying to get him to stop screaming at me. But he wouldn't stop screaming. He kept saying he's going to send his lawyers after me. I haven't seen him since. That was months ago. So (laughs) (laughs) that was an experience. And then the very last one. This woman comes in. She's not wearing a mask. Her husband is. Um, So And I I see her and I say, ma'am, I'm sorry. But to be in our store, you need to wear a mask. And she just gives me this nod like, "Mm mm-hmm, okay. And she keeps walking. And I'm just like, I wasn't kidding. Ma'am, you need to wear a mask in our store. She finally gets up to the counter and I step back like about 10 feet and I'm just like, ma'am, I'm not going to help you unless you wear a mask. So finally she just scoffs and she looks back at her husband and says, give me your mask. So he hands her his mask and then he leaves the store. Oh, Jesus. So, I know. Whoopsh! But, um, so now she's wearing well, that's the mask. Bad,
0: but, like, gross.
2: And she pulls out a toy from one of the black bags and it's a toy that we sold her. A month ago. Ew. She puts it on the counter and she says, this stopped working. I was like, I'm sorry. And And she goes, well, I want to return it and I want to get a new one. And I was like, okay, when would you buy it? She said, oh, I bought it about a month ago and it stopped working after the fifth use. And I was like, "Um, "Ma'am, we don't do returns or exchanges, especially for toys that are used. Well, then what am I supposed to do about it? And I just went, you can buy a new one or you can contact the company who made the toy because it was a toy that had a warranty. If she had actually bought it within the month, which I find highly unlikely, by the way, (laughs) if she had actually bought it within the month, she still had a warranty with it. And when you get, here's real quick to our listeners. If you get a toy at a store that has a warranty on it, do not contact the store that sold it to you. Instead, on the box, you will find either a website Or contact information, and you go to that website or contact information, they will honor that warranty as long as you have the receipt.
0: Well, that's like most things that you buy.
2: Yeah. You know, you buy it
0: and you open up the box, and they always have a flyer or something in there that says, Do not return to retailer, call Mm -hmm. this number.
2: Exactly. So, so I try telling her this, and she just gets stark raving mad. So now I have to walk with her around the store to help her find a new vibrator. And I was like, okay, uh, what exactly are you looking for? Something that vibrates. We have lots of those. (laughs) Okay. Do you want clitoral or G-spot? She says something under $25. I was like, okay, so that's going to be a bullet vibrator. So I bring her to the bullets and she ends up buying one that's like 40 bucks. Because like (laughs) I said, we don't sell, we try our best not to sell cheap shit. Even though to her I was almost more than willing. But um, (laughs) so she throws it on the counter as I'm trying to um, get everything going. I test it in front of her. I ask her, I was like, would you like this to be tested um, to make sure it works? And she's like, yeah, I think I would. Wouldn't want this to happen again. Okay, ma'am. So I test out the toy. I make sure it works perfectly. I put it back in the box. I ring it all up. And she just, I guess it was in an act of defiance and spite. She just rips her mask off and slams it on the counter. And I look at her and I pause completely in what I'm doing. I haven't fully made the sale yet. And I'm just staring at her and I'm like, ma'am, if you do not put your mask back on, I am going to stop the sale and I'm going to ask you to leave. She (laughs) smirks at me and then she just picks up her mask and starts inspecting it like she's counting the stitches that was that it was used to make it. And I'm just staring at her and I think she realizes that I'm very serious because we take the protocols very seriously at our store. So she finally looks at me and she goes ah, and she puts it back on and I finished the sale and I was like, all righty, ma'am, you have yourself a wonderful day. And she goes, yeah, okay. You go fuck yourself. And she leaves. <laughs> and I just, I looked at my coworker and I was like, but she didn't tell me with what.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Outstanding.
0: Uh, that would have been so much better
2: if you'd have just asked her. With what? I so wanted I, to, but I, she wouldn't shut the fuck up as she was leaving. So I was like, ah, I sure would have. It would have been unheard. With what?
1: How, how many different ways <laughs> did you kill her in your mind during this whole inner inner?
2: We have a gigantic. We have gigantic ten-inch double-ended dildos that are about five inches wide, and I was thinking of all the ways to attach one of those to a spear and beat her with it. <clears throat> So awesome. about 40 different ways, if I'm being honest. <laughs> but, hey, that's customer service for you.
1: There you yep. go. So, Sarah, is that's there anything the, that you'd rule like number to one,
0: add? don't be a cunt. Yeah.
2: Don't be a cunt. Please. <laughs> please, please, Sarah, please,
1: please, you, please, please, please. Is there anything you, else, you, else, uh, you want from Bailey before we let her go? Uh,
0: yeah. So I think I just have um, – Sorry. Uh, I guess the, <laughs> the two questions that I have are really just for our listeners, mm-hmm. um, kind of just general knowledge stuff to help them, you know, your expertise. So what are like the, the most, I guess, popular questions? What are the most asked questions? <clears throat> Ooh. Like um, just one or two.
2: Aside from do you have this product in stock? Um one of the most asked questions I get is uh, what is the difference between a water-based and a silicone-based lubricant? Okay. And what I usually say is that silicone is meant to only be used on glass, metal, and skin. Okay. Because if you use silicone on silicone, it degrades. Right. So a lot of times if you are in a store and you are buying a silicone-based toy and you have a silicone-based lubricant, if the person's actually doing their job correctly, They will look at you and say, if you're planning on using this lubricant on the toy, it will degrade. Would you prefer to have a water-based so that you can use the toy longer and avoid infections? So um, definitely that one. Um, Always make sure that you are putting your health before your pleasure. Um, So there's that one. And um, I'd say the other one would be probably I've been with this person for so long. How do I know I'm still pleasing them? I actually give out a lot of sex advice as well as selling the products, which I hey. think is very interesting. But I um, think that would be a lot
1: you know of, a lot of times that that job would do.
2: Oh yeah, a lot of times I I I'd say that I am the person who sells the most fetish items because I'm very well versed in that particular dynamic in BDSM. A lot of times uh gentleman or a woman will come up to me and they'll say, I've been with my husband slash wife slash partner for this many years. We want to spice up our relationship. What is the best way to start? And me, having gone through sub craze and having gone through um, this is a whole new world and I'm going to go crazy with it, I always say, put your safety first because scars are going to last you a whole lot longer than the pleasure is so you need to be sure that you are being careful i would suggest baby steps That's i would sage also suggest, advice. i would also Agreed. suggest a long conversation with your partner to decide what you're willing to do what you're not willing to do and use a goddamn safe word please yes for the love of everything holy and for the love of odin himself use a safe word
1: And also, as importantly, respect the safe word. Also, as importantly,
2: respect the safe word. Also, as importantly, the safe word is not just for the sub.
1: No, no, mm
0: -mm, not at all.
2: Exactly. If the Dom uses the safe word, respect that shit. Yeah. So that's basically the main two questions is how do I spice up my relationship safely? And what's the best lubricant to use for certain products? My biggest thing when it comes to working at the store is always keep your hygiene and your health in mind because your anatomy, your sexual um, parts of your body are sensitive and they're sensitive for a reason. You need to take Mm -hmm. care of them. You need to learn what you're using. You need to learn your own body, what you're sensitive against and what you like. Because a lot of, uh, I can't tell you how many times I've had somebody say, no, 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 no. I've had one bad experience with that particular uh, material and I'll never use it again. And it's like, did you actually have a bad experience or did you use the bad product with another bad product?
0: Right. That's a lot of times.
2: Exactly. A lot of people did the exploration, but they didn't do it correctly. So my final sage advice... My final stage advice would be when you are searching for a toy, be it for you, for your partner, or for both of you, keep a very sound mind that even if it doesn't work out, be willing to try again. Because just because one didn't work, there's a whole plethora of others.
1: And oh, I tell you what. Sarah, I don't know about you, but I've learned a lot talking to Bailey today. And
0: no, it's been fantastic. And she answered my other question.
1: Uh, Actually, what was your
0: other question? (laughs) My other question um, was just the like, what what were the most important things that a person should know, hygiene um, and health, or, or think about before buying a sex toy? And I think you you nailed them right there. Keeping your health and your hygiene in mind, knowing your body. You know, knowing mm-hmm. what you like before you go in. Um and uh oh, what the hell did you just say? <laughs> <laughs> you just said something amazing and then I was gonna like say something awesome after it, and then Seth came in and now it's gone. <laughs> oh, um the Ooh. the part where the if you uh, if you're exploring
2: and something yes, doesn't yeah. work out. Yes,
0: yes, yeah. yes, yes, yes. Yeah, don't don't be afraid to try again if
2: you know. Never be afraid to try again. If a bullet didn't work for you, try a butterfly.
0: Because, if, like we talked about, them, or yeah. try a different bullet.
2: Exactly. If a warming lubricant didn't work for you, just try the normal water based. There is nothing wrong with basic.
0: And don't be afraid to talk to the person at the sex shop. Please and also, talk to them. they are a wealth of knowledge.
2: And also, do not be afraid to talk to your partner. And also realize the, the store worker is not your partner.
0: Oh, absolutely.
2: We don't know what their vagina looks like. We don't know how big their dick is. We don't know what they like unless they come into the store and tell us.
0: And shop with your partner.
2: Exactly. Please. Unless you're getting a surprise for them that you know they're going to like, please, please, please bring your partner into the store so it can be a group discussion.
0: Exactly.
1: Outstanding. (laughs) I love it. (laughs) So, Bailey, thank you so much. yeah thank you so much for joining us today it's been so Thanks great i hope our listeners me. learned yeah. so much and i know they did
2: i i gotta say it's it's definitely it was definitely an honor to be invited onto this i no, never thought that my career would take me this far <laughs> i yes, loved it you're i had a, a great time
1: <laughs> you're on a random podcast with two people <laughs>
2: Honestly, I've reached I've reached peak success in my life. Yes.
1: So before we get out of here, we're gonna do the obligatory pimp ourselves out. But before we do that, yeah. again, thank you so much, Bailey. It's been great. Thank you. Uh, thank you to our producer Franklin and uh, our great musician Bradley Arl for our amazing theme music. Bar. And yes, if you'd love to interact with the show because we still do have that breakup episode coming.
0: We do. Could, uh, could... We do. We have all of the stories ready.
1: Yeah, unless you want to add some more, and you can by yeah. emailing us at <laughs> Seth and Sarah Podcast at Gmail dot com.
0: And if you, you want to do... hear from me again, I'm kidding.
1: <laughs> hey, no, would love to have you back, Bailey.
0: Uh, Anytime. Uh, so I'm not gonna lie, Seth, Bailey. If you guys are up for it, I would love a Q and A.
1: Absolutely. So if,
0: I love if Q&As. any of our listeners have <laughs> questions for Bailey. I think it would be great to have listener. Questions and have Bailey back to answer. Absolutely.
1: Them. So Bailey, yes. the invitations out there were Q and A. Q&A. You could send those questions to our Twitter and Instagram at In the Sack Pod or our Facebook page. Look up In this In the Sack with Seth and Sarah. But until then, until that next time, talking about breakups and a future Q and A with Bailey. Hey, until we see you once again in the Sack
0: with Seth and Sarah.